0: you for coming. Thank you so much for having me. Oh definitely. I, um, when you came in you started talking about cars. I love cars. And my light, my eyes just <laughs> lit up. So what did you yeah, just get?
1: I just, um, well I just got, like I've always liked sports cars but I'm a mom so <laughs> like, I, I had to get like a really like. The mom sport The car. mom cars and I, um, so yeah I, I just got a BMW X for M series. So yeah, it has a little bit of power behind it.
0: Oh um, my god, that's so beautiful. Yeah, what yeah. color is it? It's white. White. How about the interior? Cream. Ooh, yeah, it's nice. very, very, very bougie. <laughs> my um I have the M8. Yeah,
1: I'm, so, but I'm real jealous. <laughs> like
0: the next car I was looking at, I don't know if I'm going to get it, but it's x 6 X6M comp
1: okay see and i want the comp too like, so sick i so the car that i had before was a audi q7 um s-line oh okay so i always kind of like the suvs as long as they were like sporty and um the x6 was like at the top of my list mm-hmm. but it just didn't it's, work out for it's me it's just so. been crazy okay, yeah. right now yeah you know i <laughs>
0: i think uh it's probably up probably what 2030 grand something uh, yeah. like that and yeah. sh- shit that car is already like 150.
1: Yeah so but actually when I test drove when I got in both of them it was pretty much the same thing inside there was mm. really not much of a difference of the interior it was mostly the only difference with the exterior like the got size. You. yeah so, so it, it's a little bigger. Yeah it, it, it but it fits perfect like it has everything it does everything I need it to do it I like it but I do definitely I'm still Have my eye on the competition too. (laughs) Definitely the export
0: competition. That's nice. uh, I was never even into BMWs before, and then uh, my my wife she worked at uh, Rusnak BMW in Thousand Oaks. Yeah, and even when she worked there, she would always tell me about BMWs, Mm -hmm. and I'm like. Nah, nah. I don't like that I don't like that And then uh, I was It was time for me to buy a new car And she's like Just come check it out So I went and I checked out It was uh, the M4 Mm. And this was 2017 And right when I saw it Like two hours later I left with (laughs) it
1: I didn't see myself in the BMW either I I really liked Audi And then I knew That if I was going to get out of an Audi It was going to be like a Porsche Mm. And then Kia started making cars (laughs) Like the Porsche I was like Fuck that I'm not getting a Porsche anymore. And then it just started becoming like a little bit more everybody has a Porsche. Yeah. And I just I mean, for me it just didn't make sense. And the the BMW was cute. Sportio is definitely more my personality.
0: Well it's the ultimate driving machine. Mm-hmm. For, oh, for, sure. Sure. for sure. For sure. I love BMWs. Mm-hmm. I'm really um, happy with it. Yeah. Um the the Audi's are nice too. We mm-hmm. uh, we actually just got my my wife a new car. We've we've liked it. well, we like a Urus. Okay. And then we like like the rsq8 and then i start to see like this volkswagen around the atlas and i'm like dude why does that car look like that car and that car so my buddy he's in the volkswagen he's like oh it's the same yeah it's the same chassis uh
1: audi porsche volkswagen they're pretty much the same yeah same bodies yeah
0: so so um my wife actually liked that car, so it was probably like a week or so ago we got her oh, the nice. new the new uh, Atlas, the Crossport. So it has kind of the slant in the back, kind of like my BMW. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Just, like it has
1: a nice, cute little sporty
0: look. to yeah, it. Yeah, so. we love it. Uh, and then we just got it tinted at Audio Tint Lab, like right around the block.
1: Yeah, I can't be in a fishbowl. Sorry. No,
0: right? <laughs> I just oh can't. man, we. Um, so she had a HR a Honda HRV before, uh-huh. and that was all tinted. And then uh, my we got the new, the Atlas and we just got it tinted. So we've had it for maybe a week and a half or so with no tint. Mm -hmm. And my poor daughter, she's she's like (laughs) the the sun's on her eyes.
1: (laughs) Oh, see me and my daughter are like, cause we like to dance. We like to sing. And then we're just (laughs) sitting there and everybody's just staring at you. But it was odd. But Uh, yeah, I think I went like two weeks without my windows being tinted. So you have two babies. I have two 12 year old son and a um, five year old girl.
0: Your son is so cool.
1: He is. He is. Devin is um, probably one of like, the most mellow, swaggiest twelve-year-old I know. He's
0: a great kid. I remember yes. when um, you guys had the uh, the t- the the sneaker convention. Mm-hmm. So we went over there and we set up a little table. And I remember when I was a kid, I would go around to like, my uncle used to take me to to Hot Wheel conventions, mm-hmm. and I would walk around and people would like give me stickers or whatever, and I loved it. You know, so when. I seen him walking around. I said, hey, bro, come here. I just <laughs> kept sticker. giving him
1: stuff. <laughs> That's where all the stickers came from. Yeah, so Devin is my pride and joy. Devin um, Devin ha- was born with some um, like developmental delays and uh, physical disabilities. So Devin is like very near and dear mm. to me. So just like I'm sure your wife knows with her son, there's just something about a mother and a son For bond. Sure. But Devin and I, like I think – my love for him and my overprotective like mom um instinct is like 10 times because he just is so special to me that anybody even looks at him wrong. I'm just like, don't, don't,
0: don't. (laughs) It's something that nobody can understand.
1: Nobody can understand it. I think, um, you know, for a long time it was hard for me because I have a brother with a disability. Mm. And even though um, what they both have is the same, it's not hereditary. It just was more genetics on me and my mom. Mm. So it was more of like, um, we didn't really take care of ourselves during pregnancy. So we got like really overweight and we just... Didn't do the prenatal care that we were supposed to do I guess and just like the overeating and so we had really horrible labors Mm, Um, so Devin got too big during labor and um, Caused some complications and he just they couldn't get him out like fast enough. I had to go an emergency c-section I wasn't dilating. They had me like on so many medications and so that played um, a huge role in like the amount of oxygen He was getting Um, and that's exactly the same thing that happened to my brother. So even though the disability itself isn't hereditary, it was more like mine and my mom's probably bad habits of Mm. just
2: like
1: eating and not exercising and just really not taking care of ourselves. So
0: looking back at it now with a hindsight 2020, do you see where all of those, um, like lifestyle choices came from?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, now, you know, well definitely when I got pregnant with my daughter by that time I was a lot healthier. I was in the gym more, I just had better eating habits. That my kids are seven years apart. Mm-hmm. Um, but my mom I used she got diagnosed with diabetes pretty early. I wanna say like her early forties. And then she had, like, just a lot of other medical issues that I just knew, like, if I didn't take care of myself, that I would be headed in that direction. Mm. So that's what initially got me, like, in the gym and and eating better and having, like, better habits. So, yeah, back then, I think I just was, like, so used to being athletic in high school and just young that you get caught up in, like, I'm not going to gain weight or no, I could eat that. Mm. Like, so when I got pregnant with my son, I literally was eating for two people.
0: Mm. Like, literally for two
1: people. like the weekend that I went into labor, I'll never forget it. Like me and Troy and um, Brandon, we were at Baskin Robbins. We were at Magnolia barbecue. Like we did everything in like a 24 hour period. And then I just remember like feeling miserable. And then I went into labor because I'm like, I should talk. (laughs) What do you tell me to eat that much food? (laughs) 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 On top of like, I'm in, you know, it it was was horrible. It was a horrible experience. That pregnancy was pretty rough on me. And then um, after he was born and, and knowing that he was gonna have um, some issues. It was rough. It was rough for us for the first couple of years, but yeah, here we are. Well,
0: he's he's definitely he's a dope. great kid. Yeah, I uh, I like to just see his excitement. Oh you know?
1: yeah. You no, know, Devin is like the life, and I think that's one of the things. Once I got past the denial stage of like what you know his future was gonna look like for us, um, I also just started looking at like I'm gonna forever have like an innocent just happy-go-lucky you know child i'm always sure. gonna have that person who just reminds me of how like sweet life is for so, sure you know and, and you see that in him he walks into a room and he just owns it like he's just he's, he's just so like Filled with just joy. I don't know how to explain it's, it. You won't know until you meet him. It's contagious. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah,
0: you know, and that's that's why I like to do things like that because these kids are they're just so innocent, man. Yeah, for sure. You know, they're just so innocent, and this such a small thing can mm-hmm. just bring so much joy to them.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I. It, it's hard. Like I, I like I said, I get really um sensitive when it comes to him, but I think as he gets older even like starting the sixth grade has been really a different transition for us, you know, new school. So a lot of kids don't know him. The Mm. staff doesn't know him. So he's kind of left unprotected where, um, he's more vulnerable to like bullying. Yeah. So it's been a rough transition for us, um, as a family, but we're, I think we just, I personally, myself, um, just feel good knowing that I've given him enough confidence to be able to like come to me if he needs anything, regardless of what, you know he may or may not be capable of like at least he knows he can always like count on me and his dad
0: yeah um that's definitely how my wife is with mm-hmm. my son you know that's that's a pride and joy and i look at her and i say you're the number one person for all of us mm-hmm. nobody we don't have that you know mm-hmm. even though i'm the dad like they look to mom of course and i look to mom <laughs> so there's there's so much there there's so much there's so much on on a mother's shoulders mm-hmm. you know but the one thing that the mom does have is it's unconditional, unconditional love, love forever for sure you know and that that's such a beautiful it thing
1: It never ends it never ends and then like then I have a daughter and she just came. I mean, cause you guys, yeah. yeah, yeah, so, yeah. And that just comes and it flips the entire <laughs> dynamic. It's like, dang, like it just, you go from one ride to the next and they're just both really, really like beautiful. You know, like I just, I enjoy life differently with her mm-hmm. and that I didn't really necessarily get the opportunity with Devin. And, um, so I'm just seeing life from two totally different perspectives yeah, now. So it's for sure. really, yeah. really cool. I can definitely agree with that
0: mm-hmm. because I, I was even telling my wife, I was like, I don't have any woman in me. I'm never, <laughs> I'm never having, I'm never having a daughter. Oh man. And then when they, when we had the gender reveal and I'm like, oh, okay, it's all right. It'll be cool. And now like, I don't want a boy. I don't. (laughs) I have my boy, and that's it.
1: Have you gotten nail polish and makeup put on? Not
0: yet. Not yet. She's she's still she's still young, but she wants to play. Let's play, dude. Whatever she wants to do. Girls
1: are fun. Girls are fun. It's a lot of work, but they're
0: fun. Yeah, yeah. It it definitely. I mean, it's it's all a lot of work. Mm -hmm. I feel that that the way that people talk about having kids before I did was so negative.
1: It really can be.
0: Everything. Mm-hmm. Was well, Oh, well, I, hope you, I hope you like not having sleep. And then now that I think about it, I'm like, I do. that's what you're complaining about is just not being able to sleep. What about <laughs> this kid that just looks at you in a certain way and yeah. just like brights up your whole life?
1: It gives you something that like, I know for me, I didn't really have very good childhood memories. And I don't remember being able to like look to somebody. So just to know that like a kid needs me and like looks at me like, okay love me for sure and you just you just turn around you just love them like I, i'll lose sleep every day my daughter is five years old and she still sleeps in the bed with us Aww. not every night but i mean if yeah <laughs> if i don't feel like arguing that's with her, then. that's <laughs> the
0: gift and the curse because mm-hmm. when you're in it it's a curse i yeah. feel i'm like man we took her in her bed one night and turned it two nights three nights and about there a year go. later she's still, in the <laughs> room. she's still in the room but then i think if she was in her bed i'm like. get her
2: (laughs) yeah right
1: yeah but i think what i I have to remind my husband is like it's not gonna be forever Mm -hmm. one day she's gonna leave the house for sure you know when she stops coming into our room at night it's gonna turn into you know more independence and less us and so i just definitely try to embrace every moment i can with both my kids yeah
0: you look at parenting a lot different i i definitely do you know um although my my family definitely tried their hardest there's a lot of things that i wish that we would have grown up differently mm-hmm. you know but then if i'm going to be so critical i have to look at everything from everybody else's point of view too mm-hmm. and see where my parents came from see what their childhood was, was like, like and see if they even had the tools to even have you know that sort of dynamic that I was looking for. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of it is like the culture that we grew up in, yeah. you know, and I have a lot of people, locals on, and it's, it's always like kind of a similar story, mm-hmm. is that like, life was a little rough growing up, you know, especially coming out of Growing uh, up from, Mexican, hashtag. <laughs> yeah, you know, coming out of yeah. Oxnard and just Mexican heritage, I don't know how they dealt with shit in Mexico. They didn't. That's the, that's, you know?
1: that's the point. They, they didn't. They didn't deal with anything. Yeah. And so they just put it on their children for them to deal with. And they then those children put it on theirs and you just pass it down. For and, sure. You know, I I still kind of deal with that stuff. Like I have my dad that I always struggle with back and forth. We don't really have a good relationship, but I, I always feel guilty not being a part of his life. Yeah. Because I'm his child. But then like when he you know only comes to me because he needs something in my head I'm just like don't you get tired of like the same song and yeah, dance after 50 years for sure and, and I try to relate and I try to understand and I and it's always a back and forth struggle because now that I have kids I just I forget everything they ever taught me or didn't teach me and I literally only live for my kids but yeah. at the same time growing up you you are taught like you have to take care of your parents you have to respect your parents and mm. you have to do for them you know those are your only parents so yeah it's a conflict it's still something that i deal with
0: for sure i uh, i i think that like the way that i look at life is that this is this is my chance to design life mm-hmm. in the way that i choose mm-hmm. to for sure. so the only the only constant that i do need to have is my immediate family mm-hmm. i need to make sure everything is good with them at all times and then everything else, that comes secondary. Mm -hmm. And if those relationships are causing conflict that is gonna affect my home base, I have to distance myself, Mm -hmm. no matter what. And not saying that I do have that conflict with my family, but if I did, did, I wouldn't. wouldn't. And I have to do that. Mm -hmm. I have to protect myself and my energy because then you get stuck in this spot, like success, Mm -hmm. friends, well, I've known you since then. Yeah, you know, you knew me when I was but, then, when we were on on the same the same page. Yeah, it's not about levels or anything. It's just about the page and the time and what you're doing with your time, you know. So, th- so it's like, if you're not bringing any sort of peace to my life, <laughs> if you're causing me negativity. I wish you the best. I gotta step away.
1: How long do you think it took you to get to that place?
0: It took me a long time. It was. I started. um, I started evolving probably two thousand, probably when I met my wife, two thousand twelve. Started to evolve into the person that I wanted to become, and it probably wasn't about till like two thousand eighteen or so, where it just started clicking. Like when we got married, for sure. When certain people didn't show up certain people don't appreciate like us reaching out or or what, whatever yeah it came to a point where i was like okay i can wish you the best but you don't have to be in my life no. if i've known you for so long that's that doesn't that doesn't matter Mm-mm. because if you're if you're not bringing any sort of uh positivity into my life you're out yeah. and most people that i knew from like my old life i just don't talk to anymore yeah. Because I always like to say, it's like the Oxnard man mentality, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, you think you're all bad? Or no, it's bro, like I'm fucking town, working yeah. hard, bro. What are <laughs> small you doing? Town,
1: small town mentality Exactly. you call
0: it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I just had to get rid of any of that, any of that mm-hmm. in, in my life, no matter if it's friends, family, family, what have you. Because I got me to this situation. Mm-hmm. Nobody else did, it, it was just me. And I had to deal with a lot of negativity from people making me feel guilty for trying Doing to better my life.
1: No, I feel that for sure. I feel that 100%. It took me a really long time to get to the space that I'm in. It took me until I was pregnant with my daughter, mm, for sure. Wow. It took me th- until then. And it wasn't even until I was pregnant with her. It was like it was, I was pregnant and then I found out I was having a daughter. And that's when it, like I had to get my shit together. Like I you know, sad to say, like even having my son, it just, I just knew that he had a dad. So no matter what happened to me or what I did to myself, any like path I took myself down, like at least I knew he had like a quality dad.
2: You know, Mm. like he he
1: he had a stand up dad. Like there's nothing I could teach him. You know, I'm a woman. I don't know anything about being a man. So my decisions aren't going to reflect, you know, that's that's kind of how that was the mentality I had So Mm. I was still like drinking I was drinking and driving with him. Like I just was not in a good headspace Um, I was still like Victimizing myself. and I still had like this victim mentality, you know Like it's other people's fault not mine or I'm in this situation because you and then it wasn't until yeah I found out I was having a girl and then I just like I literally was like damn like I turned out how i turned out to this point because i didn't have any positive influences in my life so what does that leave her
2: like Mm. worse
1: off than me or am i gonna like make the decision to be that for her you know be the woman that i think i needed around me and be more of a positive influence for you know her um like what would have made me want to be a better woman yeah and so i knew i had to be that for her and that's when it just like my life started to really like turn around for the better and then um, I definitely say about two years ago, things just started like being easier. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have to try so hard to be a better person, you know? Yeah. Not that I was trying to be a better person. It was just like letting go of years of just like toxic relationships or habits and that victim mentality. It just took a lot of layers that I had to like let go before I could just like be comfortable with who I am now.
0: It's hard to let that stuff go. It is. You know, especially if some of it is genuine. You have genuine reasons to Mm -hmm. be upset. Yeah. You know,
1: you have to learn to walk away from situations without an explanation, without an apology, um, without any acknowledgement or any adults really taking like responsibility for what, you know, the situations that you were put in. Um, And it's not easy. It's it's not easy at all. It was a lot of dark times. Um, it was a struggle, and then being married and then bringing that into your relationship was really hard because how do you get the other person to really understand if they've never been through it?
2: Yeah,
1: um so there was just like a lot of moments where it was just like, but you you just wake up and you have no choice but to do it. yeah, <laughs> like you, there's no turning around, there's no stopping, there's no like, you know what, whatever, it's easier to drink and maybe that's the case for some women, you know, where they it's easier for them to just rely on other people or continue to live a life of like you know not moving forward and holding on to that hurt but for me I didn't I knew how um how negatively that like played a part in how I turned out to be and it's just not what I wanted to do anymore I was tired of being looked at negatively or being and not even so much looked at probably people probably didn't even give a shit about me but I think when you're in your own head you start to feel um, insecure so you're just like constantly like living in like this paranoia yeah. stage like constantly worried about what other people think about you or, sure. you know wanting to like impress people but then you just you really just forget who you are so everything just becomes a spiral of like hot mess
0: <laughs> yeah and when you're covering everything up mm-hmm. with alcohol it's, it's makes makes it makes it so hard. Mm-hmm. It makes it way worse. That's that's a, a problem in its in own. Its own. Mm-hmm. That's one of the one of the only drugs that if you get off of it cold turkey you could die. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 a long hard journey to get off of that. Not only just the alcohol, because that's if you're just drinking just to have fun. Yeah. If you're drinking to cover up things, you're dealing with that. Plus, you're dealing with the shit that you've been covering up for the last. 20 years 20, 20 or what years, have you, yeah. you know, and you then you got to start diving into Really dark times that you're trying to forget, you know,
1: pretty much and and you do you do forget them for a really long time until you're Sober and pregnant and wondering how you got to You know where you're at. Yeah, then it's a real hard reality that you have to kind of just look in the mirror and face head-on and, and make the decision to um, To just be a better person for a human that you don't even know <laughs>
0: Did you feel like you had a lot of uh, friends or acquaintances that were in kind of the same shoes as you, so the the that you had a group that was um, dealing with the same sort of thing, so it didn't seem that different?
1: No. Um, I think my – I just – I didn't really have a lot of friends, and I think that had a lot to do with, you know, my patterns. So I had a select – you know, five, six friends and they're still in my life now. But I don't think and the good thing about us is that we never let one's like life situations affect the other. Mm. So anything I was going through, like I knew I had a really hard time like asking people for help or letting people know there was anything wrong with me. So if you saw me out and having a good time, you just knew me as out having a good time. You didn't know that I probably like just came out of a really dark hole of depression. Like mm. you wouldn't know these things about me, like knowing me. I, I keep I used to keep everything to myself So anything that I was really going through my friends didn't really know and I was always the one to be there for them
2: mm. um, so
1: anything they may have been going through like I just Was able to let go of who I am because I just wanted to be there for other people like I've always felt the need to want to like help people But I also never took a good look at myself like I would say things and people would always come to me for help and Like I couldn't take that same advice. Mm. I wasn't ready to do you
0: do you feel like you were that person for other people because you didn't want other people to feel like the way that you were feeling
1: yeah yeah definitely I think I um I've always felt like I just needed to take care of people one to to feel better about myself to feel needed Mm. to feel cared for to feel like I had a purpose yeah um because I didn't get that but I also looked for you know that type of attention in the wrong places too, like being in abusive relationships. Like, um, I come from a family of like only women
2: mm.
1: and they are definitely like the strong head of the household, like take care of the men. Like really weird, it, it was a really weird dynamic. Um, but that also kind of made me feel guilty when I finally got married and had a husband who took care of me. Mm. So then I had them in the back of my mind, like I wasn't, basically like you wouldn't have what you have if it weren't for your husband. So I was I was really conflicted. Um, for years, because it was like I thought I was supposed to be a strong, independent woman, doesn't need a man, take care of my own bills, yeah. pay my own rent. And now I'm like taking the back seat to a man and helping him fulfill his dreams and, you know, letting everybody praise him for everything that he does and give him credit for like where my life was. And it wasn't until I kind of like stopped seeing myself as a backseat passenger and just started seeing myself as like, not the driver, but, but like, partner. the car. Yeah,
0: yeah <laughs> like, for you're sure. you're
1: not driving this car, you know, alone. Like, you know, I can't go anywhere without me. You without, know? Like I, without without,
0: you, there's the motivation. Yeah,
1: yeah, so it's, like, that took a really long time for me also to overcome. So, uh, on top of, like, dealing with, like, childhood trauma, like, that played a... Because I think, like, people in my family didn't really see me as, like, somebody they could respect. Mm. So, letting... Some of the negativity that they would kind of like project onto me and I and now looking back It was probably jealousy like they didn't know what it was like to have a man to take care of them um, Or or do for them like they were always doing it for them. Yeah, so um, I think once you know letting that projection onto me and it play into my insecurities once I was able to finally like accept that I am you know someone and I'm a really important someone in my family, then that's when things started to get a lot better for me.
0: So can you look back at uh, these these women's lives and see what how they came to that conclusion that that's how they wanted to live life?
1: For sure. I think a lot of that is like generational, you know, curses and traumas. Um, and I respect them so much because they, they've been through a lot that... Um, Maybe most women probably wouldn't be able to like handle. You know, they they definitely put themselves in situations where they had to be strong for themselves. You know, be providers, and then when the marriages didn't work, then they had to take on now the responsibility of the children that they didn't make alone. So, um, I respect them so much, and it did you play a part in who I am, and I do have a lot of um independent like mentality. You know that I definitely I think I had to find the balance between being A strong wife and then an independent woman on my own for sure Um, So I I definitely give them credit for that and I I wish that they you know now in their current lives Like just continue to be the strong woman that they are and the leaders that they can be just I think for me Moving forward. I think I want to teach my daughter like you can be both Yeah, you could be soft and you can be hard, but don't ever be so hard that you push everybody around you away Um, and don't be so soft that you let people walk all over you. Like you have to find a really good
0: for for sure. You got to find a good balance. Balance of the two. <clears throat> yeah, that's what we were, were talking about earlier. Um, that's just, I think that that's what life is about. Just trying to find a balance. balance. You know that pendulum you wanted to swing as least as possible. Yeah. In the past, goods and bads. It, it was comes. just it it was swinging like crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, and what, what what you were saying about um, you know being feeling like you're taking a back seat. Mm-hmm. I can see the perspective that you see that from. And sometimes my w- wife feels the same way mm-hmm. because she says, well, I, I feel like I'm not providing cause I, I don't work and you're always at work and stuff. And the way that I see it is like, we're, we're doing two jobs, two jobs for the same goal. Mm-hmm. Whether mine's monetary and yours isn't, that doesn't matter. Because if your job wasn't done, my job would be so much harder. For sure. She's raising the children, she's taking care of She's she's raising my daughter, mm-hmm. she's picking up my, my son from school, she's soccer practice, or whatever. Like, I don't look at that as having no value. No value. A lot of people do though. You know, For sure. I'm the man, I gotta do this, I gotta do that. When I get home, I need this, and I'm like, bro, what kind of what kind of dynamic are you trying to build here are you yeah, trying to have exactly. somebody
1: what, what tone are you setting exactly in your house?
0: exactly and you know what i think we're doing a great job because when i talk to my son he'll say like yeah when i go to so-and-so's house like they call each other by their first names like i never see them hug or kiss or nothing and it's like nobody's like like you guys like yeah. mom and dad and that's like we did a great job. Yeah, that's we're, winning. We're, we're that's, winning. That's winning for exactly. sure. Exactly. So however anybody else sees it from the outside looking in, I mean, it doesn't really matter. You know, it, it, everybody's going to have their opinions. But at the end of the day, as long as these four people I'm are happy with each other, everything's great. And we're good. I'm good.
1: See, and I think I still struggle because, I mean, I met Brandon 13 years ago now. And um, he was coming out of a situation where it was like a sink or swim for him. Mm. He was like, I have no choice but to swim. Like, I can't fail. I have so many people like rooting for me to fail. Like, I have to win. And so, and I was kind of like coming out of a situation that was like not benefiting me. And I was like, okay, cool. (laughs)
2: Like,
1: let's just, let's take this ride together. And just seeing how much he evolved so quickly and like this entrepreneur mindset that just like, flourished overnight because he really had no other option like he couldn't go get a nine-to-five yeah he just his situation just he couldn't go to -to nine-to-five um it's contagious for sure it's contagious so on top of me trying to figure out like or taking the back seat for some time and putting my goals and my dreams you know on hold so that he can pursue his and then like that just like okay i'm supposed to be waking up early now Mm -hmm. i need to be thinking of a business plan like then it just started to like again it's contagious so it came on to me like I felt like I had to do these things too but then I constantly have to kind of remind myself like no but I'm not Brandon like we're not the same person we don't do things the same I could never do the things that I probably wouldn't be able to accomplish half of what he accomplished as quickly as he did just because I don't think I'm mentally strong enough for that so but I also know Mm. like it takes a really strong person to raise a child with disabilities and for sure you know like it's just like so I we all like we we just struggle, I think, internally. More I do, not we. Um, with making sure that I know that I am enough. Yeah, I'm always going to be enough. But then I also have this really strong, independent side of me who wants to be a businesswoman. Like I, that's just all I want to do is like, work. I want to work all the time. I want to be a provider for my children. I don't necessarily want to be a provider, like you know, the house. Brennan has that. My husband has that. Like we're good. We're yeah. solid on that end. It's just more like, vacations and. Just giving my kids a life that like a more independent life you know yeah so they don't have to really worry about that or struggle and they can be in activities all the time or so my my need to be a businesswoman is is just as strong as brandon's it just manifests itself differently well
0: his, his focus has been on that for a long time, sure. and it's and it's a skill. It's mm-hmm. like any other skill. And if you feed it, you feed it, you feed it. It just keeps growing. So somebody who hadn't been feeding it for that long, you look at that and you're like, I could never be to that. Mm-hmm. But you can, mm-hmm. and you'll know this yeah. within the next ten years. <laughs> you'll see where you're at, yeah. and and it's just you just keep getting better and better and better. And the way that his that the way that his energy is contagious. It's it's contagious in a good way Mm -hmm. in the past maybe there's relationships friendships or whatever i know i had that were contagious in a a bad way way. so once you start to realize that and realize that this is the energy that i want to have around Mm -hmm. me that's not the energy then everything starts changing and it's going to change for the rest of your life so you're going to be able to uncover things that you never even thought that you could do
1: yeah no i and, and and i and i should like backtrack a little bit i i Like seven, eight years ago, I did open a business. He, Brandon was like, we weren't in a situation where I could work full time. It just wasn't going to be like beneficial for us with Devin having like his um, doctor's appointments. He had heart surgery. Like it just wasn't going to, it's not, it wasn't in me to work a nine to five. Um, We, we just, it just didn't work. So he um, opened up a hair salon for me and I went back to cosmetology school, got my Mm. license and ran a hair salon, but it wasn't like. For me, it wasn't what I wanted. It wasn't my goal. It wasn't my dream. It was kind of like handed to me is how I always looked at Mm. it. But then over the years, I just learned to love entrepreneurship. Like I loved being able to be in charge of um, what I make, my schedule, um, who I interact with and things like that. And that is what's manifested into me now like getting into real estate. So I definitely, it, it was contagious, but I had to find my own like dream and goal yeah. and value and so as much as I loved cosmetology and the, and the networking and the people that I met that I met and like how much I grew as a woman throughout that industry I definitely am like so ready to like you said kind of like let certain things go and just transition into um Real estate. I felt like with cosmetology, there was a lot of um, things that just didn't serve me anymore, as far as like conversations went. Mm. Um, cosmetology is an amazing industry, obviously. You know, it's billion dollar industry, but it's a very shallow industry. Yeah, like it's if you feed you're feeding people's like um, egos for sure. You know, you they feel like they have to look a type of way to feel a type of way. And although when you look good, you feel good, yes, but then it's still like there's something i see so many women that come in and they look good but it's like a momentary type of a deal you know like so it's like for seven
0: a seven years ago mm-hmm. okay so you're probably right around the time when like the beauty community on like youtube and stuff is is pretty crazy it at was that nice time.
1: it was good it was very lucrative i mean it always it will be i mean for sure yeah
0: my wife was into that a mm-hmm. lot she would go to like a, a makeup convention the conventions, and things like that mm-hmm. and me being an entrepreneur that's how I would look at it through all all those lenses. So mm-hmm. sometimes I would watch those YouTube videos and such, and then I would be like, "Man, this is a very negative community." It is. Oh my god. <laughs> it is,
1: and so I think once you know, I told you once I got pregnant with my daughter, and then it's just a couple years ago, things just started to like really click for me, where I could really be myself. I just, and, and the older I got, I told you I'm 37, so the older I got in this industry, it was kind of like some of these conversations and some of these people just don't serve me anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, the these one-ended conversations just don't give me purpose. Like, they don't make me feel good. And you find yourself manifesting a lot more negativity because yeah. you just saw six, seven, eight clients in a day and they're talking about their problems and you take that home with you. And then you start to, like, repeat your problems because you want to relate to people.
0: Mm.
1: But you're relating to them on such a negative Yeah. Level that you literally are manifesting bad stuff. Like, you're just if you had an argument with your husband, but you repeated it like 15 times in a day, then you're going to go home and still be upset because you just had 15 women validate how you're right,
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: because they're going to the same thing, you know. So, it's yeah. like eventually that started to really get old for me, too. I just got really like I started to, um, I felt myself going back into a shell of like just wanting to stay quiet and, um yeah and then real estate it just i just really like being around people who are like goal oriented so if you meet somebody who wants to buy a house they have a goal they you know they save their money like they're excited they're they're moving forward this may be like their first time in their family that they ever were able to purchase a home they may be the first person in their family to purchase a home so to be around that excitement and to like be around people who want to grow and and provide like that to me was more appealing than somebody who just wanted to feel good for the day
0: got it so when you when you had the salon for the seven years what are what's the thing that actually got you where you decided this is the path that i want to be on as an entrepreneur and um i'm gonna figure out what which way that i want to go but these were the things that made me not want to turn around
1: definitely during the pandemic um i didn't really appreciate prior to the pandemic how much money i made mm. and um when the pandemic happened and brandon's barbershop got like completely shut down he tried so hard to keep it open and he got fined like or he got like two letters to get fined like two or three times maybe and so i was able to still kind of go to work and i was making more money than he was by the hour so mm. you know brandon makes money because of all the barbers he has I was bringing in pretty much what he would make daily but I was making it in like two three hours and I didn't I never appreciated it because I just thought I was just going to work and I spent my money the way I spent my money and so when I was actually able to see that I could help my family and that I, I was more valuable that's when I was like okay I, I can do a whole lot more than just lashes and hair like yeah. I I am way more powerful than just lashes and hair and then I started to see more like at-home lash artists and like It made me feel like now I'm coming into I'm gonna be stepping into a different ball game of like cosmetologists and lash artists um, but that's not my first love I think making money and being able to like run a business is really what i love to do it just cosmetology wasn't where i wanted to be
0: so when did you even get an idea of real estate
1: um when we sold okay so we bought a house about five years ago and that one i didn't really have a lot of say in um I just didn't, it was our first house, it was quick, so it wasn't really that fun for me. It was kind of fed into my insecurities a little bit more because Mm. Brandon was already set, like he knew what he wanted to do, and he was saving money, saving money, saving money, he had his credit up, like everything, and I was still like, woe is me, I'm a victim, let me go drink, you know what I mean? Like I was kind of, this was before I was pregnant with my daughter, and so he was, but he wasn't gonna let anybody like stop him, you know? And so when we bought that house, it was kind of like, damn, like I don't really know what's going on. I don't even know what our mortgage, I don't even know what our interest rate is. Like I just made, it fed more into my insecurities. So when we decided to sell that house and I had like pretty much full say in the, the second process, it was so much fun. Mm. <laughs> it was so much fun. Everything, everything was fun about it. It was I mean just listing the house, um shopping for the house of course, like really knowing the market. I never thought I never ever ever like I am horrible at math. So I would have never considered myself like a numbers person, but I'm definitely a business person. So to be able to um like read the market and have these like different conversations about like economics. Yeah. It it definitely got me excited.
0: Do you feel like these kind of conversations and, and situations that that you have, it, it's like uh, uh, more, more ma- mature and there's more substance to it? That's why it has like attraction to you?
1: For sure. I feel like because I never, and again, these are my own insecurities. Sure. So because I felt like I was never respected or perceived a certain way and that probably had a lot to do with just my playful personality and never really being too serious. I was always really like joking, having fun, you know, the life of every party and I never took myself seriously enough for me yes um, feeling like more of a businesswoman outside because everybody can I feel like anybody can be a cosmetologist like that, anybody can just do things you know like anybody can do nails anybody can do hair it just takes a little bit of time and some skill like yeah. it, it doesn't take a lot to develop that it takes a real dedicated and um, consistent person to really build a business that you know nothing about yeah you know i had kind of a foot in with branding like kind of opening the door for me in cosmetology i knew people and it it wasn't really hard um but transitioning from one career to another and having that like dedication and structure is a lot harder than people really yeah, like I, I think that saying where people say, you know, if it was easy, I mean, if it was if it came easy, everybody would For do sure. it. Or whatever, whatever sure. you, however you say it. So transitioning isn't easy, <laughs> and then trying to reestablish yourself as a different kind of businesswoman is a challenge. And I like
0: that. Do you feel like it was hard to uh, reinvent in, in, yourself, or maybe reintroduce yourself to? to people without them kind of holding on to the old memories of you
1: um no not today definitely not maybe a few years ago I would have been a little bit more insecure about that but I think today it's kind of like if you don't want to take me serious then I'm I'm not offended by that because anything that you feel about me if I had a part in that mm. then i apologize but if you can't let it go then that's just not something i really want to like entertain either you know i don't really feel like i need to entertain or explain myself to anybody if you didn't know me well enough to know that i didn't have bad intentions and that's more like a between you and god type yeah. thing. <laughs> that has really like that's nothing to do with me anymore you know like if you don't like something about me then that's it's, it's not my problem
0: yeah i feel you i i actually i i like that what you said about like you know kind of taking some accountability because if you if you feel a certain way about me maybe that's how i made you feel at that time mm-hmm. um but i'm not that person anymore yeah. um it's uh, it was about pandemic time you know when those apps were going around where you could just like facetime with mad people Everything. and stuff <laughs> yeah, so, What's that? yeah so uh i facetime with some some buddies that like i had back in the day mm-hmm. i just we never would catch up because we're all busy with life. So now life slowed down. Like hey, let's Facetime. And one of the buddy that I used to live with before, like right at the beginning of when I started my business and barely when things were bubbling at that time, he had his his own place. He had, he had a good job. He bought his own place, and I was renting a spot from him. Mm-hmm. All right. So fast forward to maybe like uh, twenty twenty. So maybe like you know eight years later or what have you. Mm-hmm. And we're on there, and he's like, "Yeah, I just I want I want to talk to you. I don't want to talk to Downstar." And I'm like, "Okay, what what do you what do you mean by that?" He's like, "Yeah, I don't want I want to talk to," and I'm like, "No, you want to talk to the dude that used to rent from, from you, you, so you can feel like the man in this convo, and I could be that guy when I was a lot insecure. I, I didn't have anything going for him. you. Want me to be that guy? You don't know me anymore, bro. Yeah. Like we you you might." you might have some memories that we share together or what have you, but if we haven't spoken in, in the last two years, you don't know who I am Mm-mm. anymore. And it, it it's like people, they hold on to that old person, person because they don't want to accept that maybe you've leveled up. Maybe mm-hmm. you focused on something and that thing that you focused on got you further ahead. And it's a, uh, it's, I tell people now like, man, I'm forever evolving. evolving. So if you there's if there's something that I did a year ago and you're like, "Oh yeah, but you said this." I'm like, "Yeah, I probably did say that <laughs> because at that time my mentality was this." At that point, At yeah, that, that, that point time. You life. can't hold me to anything. Mm-mm. You know, I'm I'm forever changing and people who don't, they just can't get that.
1: But see, I think that's where that that word change is what really throws people off like oh you change so when people say that to you it's automatically perceived as a negative Mm. thing oh you changed like that's like everyday thing you change your shoes you change your clothes it's kind of like something you throw away like you're just that's not important you know like but when you look at it as like you're just reinventing yourself reinventing yourself is really beautiful because it means you've accepted who you are where you've come from and that there may be things that need to, you need to let go so you could be better. Like reinventing yourself and constantly evolving. Like you can't possibly want to be the same person at 37 that you were at 22. For sure. And if you do, then that says a lot more negative about your character than it does about the person that has grown. Yeah. You know, like people who look at other people like, oh, they've changed. Like how? I mean, unless you're out murdering people or like <laughs> – like, you know, outside of food for less, yeah, because your circumstances really had you fucked up. Then, what, like, why is there such a negative connotation around like evolving?
0: I wish a lot of people would evolve.
1: You know? Oh, for sure, because you see so many people with so much potential and they just don't.
0: The the way that I look at it is that anybody can do this. Mm-hmm. Anybody could change their life and their circumstances around. But you just got to deal with that shit that you have in front of you.
1: That's holding you back. For sure. Mm -hmm. And
0: nobody can deal with that but you. Mm -hmm. So you have to make that conscious decision that this is the life changes that I'm going to make. And I'm finally going to deal with these issues that I've been covering up with drugs and alcohol and ego and Mm -hmm. pride or, or whatever it is. Because once you get past that, then you're like, okay, cool. Everything's behind me. Now everything in front of me, this is all. My control Mm -hmm. and a lot of that is accountability accountability people don't like to be accountable because it means that they were wrong
1: i'll take accountability over apologies like any day for sure i feel like apologies are just so empty um and if you don't know what you're apologizing for then there's never going to be like real like change Mm -hmm. so to me accountability is like huge i don't need an apology i really don't i just need you to acknowledge that there is, you know, miscommunication between us or acknowledge that your behavior may have not, you know, been okay with me. You don't have to apologize. Like I, I already forgave you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I can forgive you cuz that's more about me, but acknowledgement is just like an accountability is really really key and important I think to anybody's growth.
0: Yeah, it definitely. That's that's one thing that really helped me grow mm-hmm. a lot is just being accountable and, mm-hmm. and just, just being accountable to, to another level where it's like, even if I'm in a situation where it wasn't my fault, that I put myself in that situation, it is my fault. It is fault. your fault. It exactly. is my fault mm-hmm. because I chose to be around this person who has negative stuff and they have negative energy and then whatever the fight happened, or that was me. So I need to know that every situation I put myself in is something that is not gonna get me in a bad situation. Exactly. You know, even if it, it turns something as simple as like, like cars. You know, I love cars. Going out to like car meets and stuff. Like, it's not the the safest place to be. No. Especially when I have when I have a family at home. It's like, nah, bro. I I'd rather be at home because that like things can happen there that are out of my control. But I'm gonna have to be accountable for it because that's what I chose to do on that Thursday night Mm -hmm. and and I see that with so many people that, that there's 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 times for accountability and they don't take it they run and and when you run you run from that lesson that you're supposed to learn mm-hmm. so that's going to keep happening over and over because when when it comes down to it you're just like it wasn't me it was that it wasn't yeah. me it was that it's
1: like getting caught and you're just like hands in the air exactly. the headlights and you just want to run and and, and it, it, i get it it's so easy to do that mm-hmm. i think for me until i really like took a good look at myself and and peeled back all those layers it was easy for me to blame my dad it was easy for me to blame my abusers it was easy for me to blame my mom it was easy for me to blame everybody else around me but me yeah it like i i don't completely like i had to get to a point in therapy and not everybody goes to therapy but acknowledging that like even though those people hurt me Um, I wasn't responsible like I wasn't responsible for that, but I was responsible for like What I carried on Mm -hmm. you know how I? Decided to like move after some of those actions granted. I mean I was young. I I had a lot of um, Trauma between the ages of 13 and 19 so those years were like I mean no teenager should ever like I wish that on no teenager. I went through the most abuse in those years, but then 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, like I, that, those were the years that I could have made a difference. But I still chose to like hold on to, you know, what happened to me in my childhood. and But I wasn't taught to like go to therapy. I was taught to just brush under For a rug. Sure. It never happened. Like yeah. out of sight, out of mind, and you move on with your life. Um, but yeah, taking like looking back and just telling myself, like you really need to just like, Forgive yourself for those things and forgive those people for those things and stop, you know, blaming A, B, or C. That's really when the real work, like, started to come through.
0: Yeah, because you're finally giving yourself a chance to move on Mm -hmm. from it and not saying you forget, you you don't Mm -hmm. forget, you're never never going to forget forget that. that, Mm -hmm. But you're not going to let it keep controlling you day to day it's dangerous yeah for sure now when you decided to go to therapy um did that benefit you a lot
1: it did because i had been putting it off for so many years and um like i said when i got pregnant and i found out i was having a girl the therapy for me at that time i wasn't ready for so for me it was a lot of um, it was isolation but in a good way so i was having breakfast with myself Mm. i was going on um like you know, Seabridge that whole walk around Seabridge is like two and a half miles. Okay, so I was doing that daily um, for so for me, it was like kind of like shutting out everything that I would use to Cover up my problems. Mm. So getting away from friends um, Pulling myself away and not making myself so accessible to people and just really kind of like reflecting on what got me to that point point. Um, and Then after I had my daughter um, I got into therapy. I just I, I felt weird about going to therapy and being pregnant I didn't want anything like traumatic got you to resurface oh, for sure, for sure. or like, you know, put any stress on my daughter So after I had her is when I really like I probably did about two and a half years of therapy and then that got really deep That got really really deep, but it was really good. Like I knew I needed to like bring those things out and so I actually had an opportunity at Oxnard College because I went back to school at that time to give a speech about some of the abuse that, like, I did endure, and, um, it was really powerful for me to be able to, like, share that and not be ashamed of it and have the support of my husband, but then also get the messages that women, like, were in the same situation, but don't feel like they could talk about it, and you would be surprised. Some of the women that DM'd me, I was, like, I just saw you a week ago, like, you're good, like, what? You're so, like, you're just this Great person, and like you wouldn't even know that some women went through some of the things that they went through. So that's when I knew I was kind of like unique, and I could help people outside of just like doing hair and doing lashes. Like I knew I had a lot more to offer people than just that um, surface level stuff.
0: So, what when you went for the two and a half years was it? Was it like like a weekly kind of thing, or
1: definitely it was weekly. Sometimes twice a week, really, just depending on my moods. Um, I had a lot of triggers. Still, I wasn't really ready to let go of um, my dad. I wasn't really like, I wasn't really, I wasn't ready to let go of my sister. Like there were just certain people that I felt like I needed to have around because that's my job, that's my role. Like I'm the older sister, I'm I'm the oldest daughter, I'm the oldest granddaughter, I'm the oldest niece. I felt like I have to keep people together. So for a while, like even though I, I was the glue. I never really understood that, like, I, sh- I didn't have to be.
2: Yeah. Like,
1: I shouldn't have been, you know, like, I shouldn't have to be positive for you to feel good about yourself all the time. Like, I'm getting the shitty end of the stick yeah, for sure. constantly. For sure. Like, and I just took it. Like, I literally just took everything that was thrown at me because I felt like I had to. I didn't think I, I was in a position to say otherwise because so much negative was attached to who I was that i was never really given a space to grow and evolve as a woman or um like a mom or a wife i felt like i was always going to be the abused Mm. child who just drank and was like promiscuous like i felt like that was just it i was the fuck up you know Mm. and so that stuck with me for so long that i felt like in order for me to make those wrongs right i had to like endure more abuse but in a different scale
0: I feel you on that, man. That's that's a lot of deep stuff mm-hmm. to have to deal with. And you're right. There's a lot of women that I'm sure they're they're just bearing it just mm-hmm. because they think that they need to be strong. Mm-hmm. And although you do it's you don't have to you don't have to carry you that way. Yeah. And it, it's good for people just to, to come out and and share these. You know, I was telling you even before that I've had a lot of like guys get emotional on mm-hmm. the pod because they're not used to talking about their yeah. life. You know, especially entrepreneurs, like they're, they're, they have to be tough. They have to be the one that that's leading the ship and and they can't complain to anybody. Mm-mm. And a lot of the time that I'll feel like that too. And I, I'm, I'm so grateful for my wife that she's given me like a safe space where I can be vulnerable to her and let her know like that I feel this certain way or, or feel that way. But it's hard.
1: Yeah, no, Like you were saying earlier too, like you feel like you you have to go to work every day and provide, and you have all these people that you need to take care of, your wife and your kids. And then, um, but it's really important. I, and I tell my husband all the time and I have to, just this past year, we've been working on like, you have to be able to say when you're not happy Mm. Like, because just, I may be happy and the kids may be happy, but like I can't look at you every day and think, like, you're not happy. You know, I'm your wife, I'm, but I'm your best friend, too. You know, yeah. like, I had to really kind of get... Because Brandon, once he's in his own, like, good luck getting him out. Like, he has tunnel vision. He is the craziest thing watching him work and evolve because he just, once he has his eye set on something, like, that's it. Brandon just, like, locks away until he achieves it, which is so admirable, but he kind of gets lost in it, too, yeah. sometimes. Um that I have to kind of like bring him back out and be like are you, are you okay? <laughs> are you happy? are you <laughs> fulfilling your own needs like you know like yeah. we are what's what's good <laughs> so I have to cave
0: when 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 I'm in that situation, even if I'm not happy, I feel guilty for saying I'm not happy because I feel like i don't i don't I don't even I don't even know like that my wife is going to take it that she's not making me happy. Yeah. And I don't want to ever make her feel like that because a lot of the time when I'm not happy, it's just me. And it's me in my head and my anxiety mm-hmm. and just everything just building up. And it could be something that doesn't even make any sense. But to me, it's just going over and over and over in my head. And I'm just like irritated. Yeah. And then like. My, my son says something or my daughter, and I answer in a different way. And I'm just like, damn, dude, that's the only way I'm like that is because what's going on internally. In head, yeah. It's not because of anybody else.
1: Yeah, we, we've had those conversations, and he, he, he kind of has the same thought process, but I, I, we've been together 13 years. So I kind of know. I just know. You just yeah. know your person. So sometimes me, like making him feel comfortable is like maybe like holding whatever I'm going through for like a week or two or just kind of like filling him out because we all handle um stress differently and anxiety differently yeah. i'm very vocal so if i wake up in a bad mood you're gonna know because i'm gonna say i'm in a bad mood today <laughs> mm. <laughs> give me my space um so he'll know he gets a forewarning with him it just looks like maybe you know being a little bit more tired so i think just really that communication though has to be there so when he's ready to talk to me like i'll let him know hey are you good like going on or i'll shoot him a text throughout the day yeah um and he'll come around eventually but it it does get hard it gets hard because you're two totally different people who have this huge responsibility right like you have your kids your house your business but you still have to like be able to be yourself yeah and i think for me that's so important because for so many years i felt like it was so important to be this other person to be accepted and to be like i needed to prove that i was worthy of like being a mom and being a wife um that I really lost who I was and so now over the past couple years like no it's more important for me now to be an individual yeah and so I stress that to him too like it's okay for you to be yourself like you don't always have to be the husband and the family man and the dad but we just have to really be able to come together and balance that out for each other
0: yeah I mean it's it's easy said but then when I i like get home and my wife's been watching frankie all day picking up christian and i get home and i've been working all day but she's been working all day so i'm like (laughs) all right well let me get frankie go ahead and go go relax because i just want to make sure that she's good i want to make sure that she's happy and my 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 happiness is always secondary which is my choice Mm -hmm. i make that that it's secondary because, like, like I was saying, was I wasn't always like that. I was, mm-hmm. I was a very, um, I was a very selfish person because of the way that I grew up. I needed to be because nobody else was worried about me. I didn't have any friends. I didn't have anybody who was worried about what, what I was doing, okay. minus my, my family who just made sure, my mom and my dad made sure that I had you know the basics mm-hmm. that, that I needed. But when I was off, I was at school, I had to figure it out myself. Mm-hmm. And I always say like, I didn't have no friends. I didn't have nobody I was hanging out with. I didn't yeah. have a table. I was just, you know, I was in the classroom. I was doing homework. I was watching a skate video because a teacher would let us watch Watch videos videos. in school. So I've always been that person to just take care of myself and make sure that I was okay. I was always responsible for my own happiness. And that manifested into, like I was saying earlier, it's it's my world. You're living in it. And Mm -hmm. I've told exes that before. And I actually genuinely felt like that. Mm -hmm. You're around when I need you around or what have you. Because I'm not going to give you the power to hurt me. Mm -hmm. So I I had this like this ego in the shell. And then when I met my wife, I still had that feeling. But she just didn't give up on me when others did. And she was able to communicate it to me where I understood that I made her feel this way. And I felt the the moment I met her, I knew that this is the person that I wanted to be with at that time, which Mm -hmm. ended up turning into forever, you know? So it wasn't something that I just wanted to throw the towel in. Mm -hmm. So I respected her opinion. And then slowly, but surely I started to realize like, damn, the way that I make her feel, I don't wanna do that, Mm -hmm. which took away from me being selfish. selfish. So she'll tell me like, you know, you just gotta do things for yourself. But then still in my head, when I do things for myself, that means that you're gonna be here gonna with suffer. the baby yeah. for a while, yeah. and I'd rather suffer. You know, as long as I have that time where you you guys go to sleep, I can smoke, chill, listen to music yeah. for a couple hours. <laughs> then I'm you're good. good. Yeah. I'm good. I'm happy. But it's men are, just...
1: are way more simpler than women yeah. in that aspect, yeah. for sure. I think men are definitely more complex, but definitely simple in what what feeds you guys. You know because brand is the same way he goes to the gym for him that's good enough yeah that helps with his anxiety that gets him out of his head for an hour and then he gets home and he he doesn't do video games or anything like that he's just more like i want to chill with my family and took me a really long time for him for me to accept that that was his way of feeding himself was sure. just being around us because him too being a barber and and meeting so many people a day you know that manifestation of negativity kinda, carries with oh you. especially yeah for yeah sure. so you know it took me a really long time for me to understand that yeah when I, we get home we are his peace, even if it is just us yelling me and the kids because it's always just me and the kids the kids and i um yelling at each other or playing or whatever it is we're doing dancing just being silly like and him just sitting there and just being in the same room as us was enough for him yeah and and for me i didn't understand that i was like no, don't you want to go have dinner with your friends?
0: With friends? don't like, you want to no. go to the club. Like, <laughs> I don't want to hang don't out. Don't you with want to like?
1: Them. Don't you want to be at you know like a bar and looking at a girl? Like it's okay. <laughs> We're human. Like I know. I you know like well, it's okay. And he's like no. I'm like yeah, you're lying. Yeah. But no. Now get, I mean just really getting to know each other, and that you know always changes too. Like nothing's ever the same. Yeah. you know At 27, I don't have the same feelings for him that I do at 37, and. It's just life and marriage and everything is just so hard. Yeah. (laughs) It's complicated.
0: Life is going to be hard anyway. Yeah, You You just got to choose who
1: you want to do it with. (laughs) For sure.
0: And choose the kind of life that you want to be hard. Because it could be a hard hard life where you're selling homes or it could be a hard life where you're just working at Walmart.
1: Working at Walmart, yeah. And that's where I say like cosmetology was great. It really fueled and like really helped me figure out who I wanted to be as a woman and that I did really love being in business and I really did, at first I was like, I can't be an entrepreneur. Like, I would wake up at 2, 3 in the morning and I was like, no, I don't, why do I have this kind of stress? Like, why am I brainstorming? And I would wake up and, I would wake up and just write in my phone like all these ideas, and I'm like, this is really weird, but that's what Brandon would do. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, okay, so this is something like this is exciting. It is, and then when you first open a business and you first start something, you just have so many different ideas, and it's so fun. And that's like the best part about you know entrepreneurship is just like being able to create that for yourself. But I also knew that it just wasn't in the beauty industry for me anymore.
0: Yeah, it's it's always good just to da- dabble in mm-hmm. other things and yeah. see see where you want to go. Um, mm-hmm. I mean we we pretty much lucked out with Downstar. It was like right place, right time thing, mm-hmm. but I'm not passionate about nuts and bolts.
2: Really?
0: No. The more more of what it represents. Yeah. So it it how I feel about the product we offer is it it gives people the creativity to customize their car in whichever way that they that see they fit. see fit, you know. And that's that goes to who I am as a person is I I like i'm a creative mm-hmm. whatever it is creating content creating a, a product like i look at everything as art you know so what what Downstart is giving me is the opportunity to you know plant seeds in different areas mm-hmm. and see see what comes up you know and, and i think that that's the best part of entrepreneurship is you really have like the power to do whatever you want
1: To be like like really create your own path in any which direction like there's no rules in entrepreneurship Um, and I I liked having the structure of like corporate world but I also like my freedom Mm -hmm. so I feel like with real estate aside from you know just being able to help people and and being in different like in a more positive environment um, something that serves me and helps me and makes me want to continue to be better as a woman um just being able to create my own lane and for my sure. own path for myself is like really powerful when you really think about entrepreneurship it, it's it's a an amazing thing
0: it's crazy because <laughs> like people that have grown up in it like been doing entrepreneurship it just seems like second nature Mm -hmm. but if you haven't i can see how this is like whoa wait scary how do you why do you think that you're allowed to have your own lane well how can you make your own i'm working my job over here what makes you so special my
1: mom is so like black and white by the book she works for the government she her first thing was like well who's gonna pay your insurance how are you gonna have a 401k (laughs) like what who's gonna do this and i'm just like well, don't you get paid time off? And I'm like, <laughs> no. <laughs> like, we have to pay for our own insurance, but that's the beauty of for it. Sure. Like, you are in control of everything. I don't have a job that's taking money from me, a job that's telling me how much money I could retire with at the end of mm-hmm. 65 years of working. Like, I am in control of that, you know. I yeah. say how much I'm going to get when I choose to retire. I can choose when I want to retire, depending on how much work I put into my life every yeah, day. So definitely, it's, it's great.
0: Yeah, what well, that the way that they look at entrepreneur is the way that I look at the traditional person it's like, <laughs> okay, you get paid this much, mm-hmm. you make this this many raises a year. Okay, do the math, and let's do the math for five years. This is only the as much as you're gonna be able to make mm-hmm. however much this is in this five years it. i can make that in one year mm-hmm. if i decide to take away from my luxuries mm-hmm. my free time my days off discipline discipline yeah. and focus it on this i can get what you would get in five years in three months yeah but then you look at me like oh what how are you doing that or what well, i work hard like no it's you're. Mindset. it's the mindset mm-hmm. Is it's not about working hard because I, I i go down i go down uh gonzalez i see the people at the field they're working way, way harder, harder than, than i am than any sort of day they're waking up earlier than i'm and working harder but it's not toward any sort of it's goal. for somebody else it goal. is it's
1: somebody else's dream and i think that's what like i had to really you know embrace is like i'm working for me whichever whatever i decide to do night going back to a nine to five isn't to serve me a purpose putting a cap on my worth mm-hmm. and what i'm seen as like valued at like being able to put a cap on that like that doesn't make sense sure. to me like i wasn't here to build somebody else up like i'm here to live my life to live my purpose and to put a value on myself you know so that that to me that's there's no greater feeling
0: yeah, once you get to that point and you realize that that that's that's a beautiful thing for yeah. sure, and that's that's one thing that I always try to preach, but I don't know if it always comes off well because it's always like, well, it's easy for you, to, easy say. For you to say, it's easy I, for you to say, that
1: response is so annoying. Like, <laughs> yeah, and don't get me wrong because I'm very traditional too. I grew up in a very traditional like Mexican Catholic home. I definitely believe in going to school, going to college, getting education, like, uh, but now that I'm on this side of it and Brandon's on, you know, that side of it as well, I still feel like, and maybe it'll change in 10 years when I get to know my daughter a little bit more and her personality. Mm -hmm. But, you know, right now telling her like, going to college and getting education, getting good grades, like, that on top of being a good person is still really important, you know, because I don't want her at 18 years old still really like, well, I gonna take a year off because i need to figure out what i want to do like no because in that year you could still accomplish so much in school you don't need to just sit at home and try to figure out yeah i meet so many like 20 21 22 23 year old girls and you know my line of business now that are just living at home because they haven't figured out what they wanted to do when you just wasted three years and you could have already had a degree yeah and maybe in that time you could have figured out what you wanted to do. I'm not saying you have to go to college and get a corporate career, but I definitely think like if you're going to waste time, it should be productive time still.
0: For sure. Yeah, I I don't I don't really condone in wasting any time. Mm-mm. You know, even even the times that you know I say I, I am smoking and stuff. I'm doing something I'm
1: cleaning. I'm clean. My house is spotless when I smoke My
0: My wife is so funny, she'll just be like, Oh yeah, I just washed all the yeah. dishes.
1: Brandon will come in, he's like, You smoke today, honorable huh? I'm like, Can you smell it? <laughs> and it's just like a candle. Like Dude. no, I, and I'm not like a big smoker, but you know, there's just mood. Like I feel like that gets me in the mood to do a little oh, bit more yeah. than I would, because then I would feel really guilty just being there, sitting there high. Just sitting I mean, like, there.
2: My
0: high. kids are
1: staring at me. No, like I <laughs> let me just like do something so they don't know I'm
2: high.
0: For sure, but I'm listening to a podcast or <laughs> yeah, something, or, or coming up with yeah. ideas, and For it sure. and it is productive. And that's how I that's how I look at all my time is. I want to do something that is productive.
1: Do you? I don't I don't know about you but maybe like when you were younger and you maybe aren't where you are now when you got high could you still enjoy your high
0: well <laughs> i couldn't i think i think i was a very late bloomer okay. i probably didn't uh like get the 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 positives of smoking till i was maybe in my mid-20s oh okay and that was i smoked with my buddy zed and we went to toppers and i was like wow this is delicious <laughs> and then it was from then i was like i love I this love it. no yeah no but um yeah I, I i i only smoke at night and that that's just to to just calm me down because if not i'm going i'm going yeah I'm
1: going. i i can't smoke unless i'm just in a really good space if i have any type of like stress or drama like i feel like smoking will for sure like enhance that negatively. Mm. So when I'm on vacation, I can or you know the kids are spending the night at my mom's house and it's for just sure. like me by myself then yeah, I feel like I could just like let loose and relax, but I feel like now I I've adopted it more of like a fun thing for me. For too. sure. Because yeah. granny can't smoke. Oh, really? Yeah, and it's so funny when people um, will ask him, like, "Yeah, no, it's just me. I'm just crazy." <laughs> <laughs> he can't. He he just can't. Does he drink? Oh yeah, he. he we have a tequila bar. At our house. Oh That's oh, nice. Has, yeah, so he has like his little bar set up and everything. Yeah.
0: I haven't. I haven't drank since 2010. Oh wow. November 2010. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was. Years. And that was one thing that I just saw as as a child the the the, the negativity the that that drinking would cause. Mm-hmm. Um. Me drinking in my young age and nothing really positive coming out coming of it. Out of it. Um, being in these like relationships that I mean weren't really benefiting anything. Hanging mm-hmm. out with these people that it didn't benefit anything. And then just like the worst was hearing the next day, like, oh man, remember this? I'm like, no, I did all this so I don't remember. Don't tell me <laughs> don't about it. Don't tell me it. about it. I don't want to hear about
1: it. <laughs> yeah, that sometimes I like, Um, my dad's an alcoholic and um he growing up really bad so my memories of him were always like poker nights mm. and all him and his drunk friends like giving me a quarter for every beer that i refilled for mm. them but then it would end with him like peeing on my mom or like peeing in a corner sure. or just being really abusive and like putting the house in shambles so um for me alcohol does have a negative definitely um but i also do enjoy drinking yeah it just took me a long time to be able to enjoy it in a good way versus like i need to cover up my problems yeah um that that took a while because i would definitely abuse it before
0: in the last 12 years i haven't drank who knows if I got drunk, I'm pretty sure I would be in a way better headspace now. Yeah. But
1: But it's just probably not something that appeals. Nah.
0: I I like having like records too. And I'm proud (laughs) of that one. You know, so I don't want (laughs) to stop that one. Sometimes I'll stop stuff and my wife will be like, Why don't you just have a soda? Like, no, I can't. It's like you have a Red Bull. It's worse than that. I don't care. I don't want to. Because I used to when I worked at Best Buy. All I would do is just drink soda all the time. I'm not drinking soda. (laughs) Soda represents to me like poverty and not knowing about your health and and just being (laughs) bad and never having water at home. Yeah, but I feel that way about pork. (laughs) Pork? (laughs) Pork. Really? Yeah. Oh, I can't give up pork.
1: Yeah. (laughs) No, I'm like, I. Meat, just something about meat as I've gotten older is so
2: gross to me. Mm.
1: And then it's even nastier when my daughter be like, But that's a chicken, that's our friend. Yeah, I'm like, yeah that's pretty gross. But yeah, something about pork. Pork and, and beef. I really? just the smell of it, the texture of it. I mean, yes, it's good if it's fried, I guess, but I that's how I feel about
0: meat. Well, that's the good like, thing is gross. everybody could just like their own things, yeah. whatever they like. You I know? got
1: Brandon to stop eating it though. Really?
0: Yeah. So he doesn't eat meat? No, 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 pork. Oh, pork. Okay.
1: He's on a good one right now. I'm actually really proud of him. I
0: think the only pork is bacon. I'm not supposed to eat bacon either because I have high some shit.
1: See, there's so much negative with meats. Yeah. Like, why don't more people just start cutting it? Yes, it tastes good, but again, that's a.
0: I think it might depend on the type of meat, but who knows what the hell they're even putting in our food now. That's
1: why. I mean, I stopped when I got pregnant with my son i would just vomit at the smell of anything so that ground beef was so easy i haven't had ground beef since i was pregnant with him
0: oh my god I,
1: I switched to turkey oh, okay turkey That's turkey good. And chicken i could do but beef like just the smell of it when it's cooking mm, I yeah can't do it. i've been
0: uh well my wife cooks really good mm-hmm. and she she ha- uses good ingredients and stuff so she's introduced a lot like uh, soy soy chor- chorizo. Yeah, soy you know, mm-hmm. uh, we had regular chorizo not long ago. I'm like, this is disgusting. <laughs> I'm
1: telling you, once you don't have something for a while, can't remember the last time I had regular milk. Mm, regular for milk sure. tastes like so sour <laughs> and gross to me. It's so it's strange. It's strange, like being an adult. Yeah, <laughs> comparing what you what you grew up on, and now we're like, it's so bad.
0: Oh my god. but it's like it
1: got me to 37 it's really not that bad
0: but <laughs> they were trying yeah, they were definitely yeah. trying their hardest they man. were Tom- tampico was a dollar oh for, my god for a gallon
1: tampico and oreos i lived off of that <laughs> when i was pregnant with my son brandon actually made a rap song about um my love and obsession for
0: like oh my god pico and dude brandon's has so many <laughs> hustles for anybody that doesn't know brandon's the owner of the re-up yes. um what is it vineyard and him. vineyard oxford and Bullard? oxford boulevard yeah. yeah right there by the carl's jr uh we did a podcast with him i don't know what number it is but it was a long time it was a while ago it was, it was pre-pandemic yeah for sure yeah, and after that podcast um i related to him so much more uh just because of the way that that he thinks about entrepreneurship and just his path uh so anybody listening i would recommend you guys to go listen to that that yeah
1: it's so funny we were on our way to the gym this morning and i told him like i finally felt rested i felt like i haven't for the past two months i felt like i was on go Mm.
0: just
1: constantly and i'm working in beverly hills working in Camarillo, no days off when i have a day off i'm working on real estate I'm on the phone I'm making calls I'm just marketing I'm doing so much and then you know my daughter's in gymnastics my son is playing uh-huh. flag football like I have so many things on my plate that the past two months I've just been dead tired like I couldn't get up to go to the gym every day I just it was hard but then this morning I woke up I think the time change kind of helped it was mm, like 3 30 3 40 and so we were on our way to the gym and I was like oh, I felt like I finally am rested he's like it's about time it's been a while and I was like well like I think just having a day off yesterday and like you know a. Um, getting some my to-do list checked off because yeah. th- things just start piling up you know i was like i know you don't believe in a day off
2: <laughs> but <laughs>
1: like, i need my days off like that i needed yesterday yeah. i needed some sleep like i need my days off you know because my days off consist of doctor's appointments, dentist appointments, making appointments. I had to get the kids um, independent study forms we were leaving on vacation. So my days off don't necessarily look like a regular person's day off because I just put so much into my work that I still have mom things to do, but I need it. I feel like I could sleep better too when I know everything on my to-do list oh, is definitely. checked off. Oh, definitely.
0: That's anxiety. Yeah. Anxiety is the things you're not dealing not with. I'm
1: doing. Like I was supposed to pick up a form on the 31st and I barely picked it up like yesterday. So it's just <laughs> like there's just so many things that you just life life.
0: Yeah, but you're doing it. Yeah. So you guys, let's I want to get back to um to when you decided to get into real estate. So mm-hmm. you you had a very good experience buying the buying second home. Mm-hmm. So what was the next step from that to 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 get into you actually in the the business?
1: So I was actually so excited about real estate and I actually presented it to Brandon. Mm. I was like, "You are so good at marketing and you are so good at building a business." Like you should really get into real estate. All he talks about is numbers. Like he is so like, numbers are his thing. They just come easy for him. And he was like, no, that's, I would never do that. Like he just was like, so turned off to the idea. And whenever he's turned off to something, I'm turned on. Mm. I'm like, why? <laughs> it's like telling a kid they can't eat candy. you just like, you're, they're going to eat the candy. Yeah. Because you just told them no. So I was like, what is it? Why doesn't he want to do it? So then I just started kind of like looking into it more, researching more into it. And then, um, Last year, I think it was like October, November. I bought the program online to get my hours. Okay. And I didn't even tell him because I knew he was gonna be like, he's a realist. First of all, he's he's not negative towards me. He's just more of like a realistic thinker, mm. and I'm more of like a spontaneous thinker. Like, yeah, I'm gonna quit my whole job. Like, <laughs> what <laughs> yeah. do you mean? It's a bad idea. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, it's a great idea, <laughs> of course. Um, so. I had already made up my mind that I wasn't going to renew my lease for my storefront um, beauty salon mm-hmm. in Kemrio. I had already signed a lease to get my own little studio. It's, you know, like 150 square feet. Um, So I had already made all these decisions really oh, without wow. like telling him. And so then I just started studying. And um, one day he was like, what are you doing? I was in the office and he was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm, I started my real estate course. And he was like, "What?" like, <laughs> Should we talk about this? I'm like, yeah, no. <laughs> <I'm> like, no. <laughs> I'll talk about it when it's done. And so I think that just kind of just um, doing it for myself. I think I was in a mind state of like still a backseat passenger. Where I felt like I need to start making decisions for myself because it goes back to me still feeling like being an individual was really important to me and me reinventing myself without um, help from somebody. And that was more of an insecurity than it really was like a reality. Like, I think I just felt like I needed to do something for me that I chose. Like, I wanted my career that I chose. I wanted to. Um, Prove to myself I can do it. I didn't need my husband to be like you're good at it I didn't need him to give me any money for it. I didn't need his approval. Like I just wanted to do something for me Mm. Something that I felt like I needed to see if I was passionate about it Like I didn't want anybody else to tell me I was good at something like I wanted to prove it to myself and so finishing that course without really like Talking to him made me, I felt like at the end of it, then I could decide like, yeah, no, this is something I really am interested in. And this is like something I want to move forward with. Like now let's talk. And so when I finished the class, he saw like I was, I was really into it. He saw that I was a little bit more passionate, like I was reading things and we were having more dialogue at home outside of just like clients. You know, we were able to relate on a different level, mm. so that was really, really good for our relationship too. Because now it just went from like chisme to like mm. real life things that were important. You know, you. things that I never really like cared about before.
0: So, what made you decide to 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 have that internal like that you want to take this to the next step? You want to prove this to yourself. Was Was there any sort of like certain circumstance that happened? Or did you just decide one day that you know today is the day?
1: It was a over time, like I said, it was a lot of insecurities that I just kept feeding, um, whether they were really happening or not. I just felt like I wasn't good enough. So what can I do for myself mm. to feel good enough? Like I felt like I had such a positive impact on so many other people's lives, and I've helped like curate other people and like get them motivated that like why couldn't I do that for myself? If I can support my husband for 13 years to be in the position he's at, like why can't I do that for myself? You know, mm-hmm. if I can be for other people, I mean be for myself what I was for other people, then I'm like my possibilities are endless and I was that really excited me because I know like I I bring a lot of value. You know, I know I have a lot to offer. And it was just a matter of like doing it. Yeah. You know, like you said, easier said than done. Like it's easy for me to wish for things and to dream for things, but to wait for somebody else to give it to me by just being the supportive wife, that wasn't enough for me. Yeah. It was kind of like I already, and, and I guess, and it's so funny because like, Brandon and my mom but you're a business owner like you already do things you know like you already did enough like what like it was just something that just was missing yeah like I wanted it on a larger scale
0: got you and
1: so for me that just like I wanted to eventually like you know Brandon wants to retire like lashing wasn't going to get me there you know doing hair wasn't going to get me to retirement at 45 or 50 I needed more income to be able to like put back into investing and things like that so that's where it was like real estate when doing the research and like really diving into it like it really can open those doors of opportunity for investments and building a real estate portfolio is like really important we prior to me even wanting to um, get into real estate we kept talking about buying a vacation home Mm. Um, so then I just started like it's just so much you know behind real estate that kind of really got the ball rolling so it was like how can we get the money for our you know investment property vacation home in mexico is like okay well now we have equity in our house so just like getting excited about that stuff and like understanding that when other people bought a house like this is what you're getting yourself into like it's not bad to buy a house like it's pretty much money that you're gonna get down the line yeah. Like it, you know it's not a bad investment you know anybody who sells a house whether it be because they are like, going through down times, like, they made such a huge life decision to buy that first investment. Like, now you have money to be able to get back and get you out of a situation. So, it's like, you can't really lose in real yeah, estate, yeah, yeah. you know? Like,
0: Yeah, I, yeah, I get what you mean. Because if anything did happen, we could sell the house. You could sell I your house make... and
1: do it all over again. For like, sure. Because you're going to have that fire in you. You know what it takes to get there in the first place. You're going to get there again. So, yeah. for me to be around that, that type of, those type of, like, people in that mindset every day is way more rewarding and fulfilling and it just kinda constantly keeps you motivated and back to like the whole small town thinking like I feel like when you reach a certain level of success in your area and everybody kinda like, Oh, you guys do so good or oh, you know, Brandon's this and you kinda get comfortable. You don't really feel like you need to continue to level up because you get made to feel like you've already reached a Cause peak. Because the bar
0: is so, so low. And, yeah. I,
1: and I don't know if I would necessarily call it low. It's just kind of like there's not that many people in your circle when you kind of do cut off a lot of people that you're, you don't see more successful people, right? Like yeah. you just kind of are stuck. And it takes a different industry and in reinventing yourself and wanting more for you to keep leveling up. And I felt like just being in cosmetology, that's just not where it was for me. Being in a barbershop, that's not where it's at for Brandon, you know, like we just have different goals that I felt like I needed to take control of, like, putting myself in those situations. How was I going to get a real estate portfolio without putting myself in a real estate world? I had to literally remove myself from one situation and and create my own lane and and provide these opportunities for myself because they weren't going to just come to me like At that point, we reached a certain level of success that opportunities aren't going to just be landing at my door. Yeah. I wasn't going to get another opportunity to open another hair salon or something, you know. So for me, it was really just taking control of it and putting myself in a situation where I can create my own opportunities.
0: So when was it that you uh, got your uh, first deal done?
1: Okay. So I just got my license in July. Okay. And I... Just got my, so after marketing and cold calling and months of me thinking like, damn, I really should have listened to Brandon.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe it would pay to, you know, kind of be more of a realist. Um Actually, just last week I signed my first $1.2 million listing. Oh my God. So not only do I have like my, my transaction won't be closed until it, but like, it's really hard to be a listing agent in this Market, uh-huh. you know, everybody it's easier. I feel like to be a buyer's agent because a lot of people, you know A lot of people who want to buy a house your cousin your friend like, you know, it's easy like that comes but to get a listing In less than six months for me is like a huge accomplishment and it really validates like for me just the um The hard work that you put in really is gonna come back.
0: So so the listing means somebody's entrusted you with selling their home. Yeah got you yeah so you're in the process of that now yeah so this is a property in beverly hills
1: this is actually a property in san diego oh wow i'm like traveling last week it was a 12-hour day to san diego and back but it just feels so good yeah (laughs) Yeah. for sure it does like i mean it's just i'm willing to do that because it's what i want and if it was for somebody else i don't think i would do it
0: Yeah, yeah for sure uh, a lot of people, a lot of people don't understand that the the amount of like focus and hard work that they put in for other people. Mm-hmm. And if they just decided that, well, I'm going to take that 12 hour days that I spend working on an oil field and focus that on my own stuff, they would probably, you know, get the way reward. further away quicker. Yeah.
1: I mean, you're never, there's no greater reward, like 12 hours and I was there with my mentor. We we went together and it is just like there's so much learning mm-hmm. that I still have to go through, but I'm excited about it. Like if I can get that one deal off of, you know, 30 people that I called that day, then like I was so excited to get on the phone and do it again the next day. Yeah. Like I just was so excited. Like I it's just so for me, yes, it was a little bit of a slow process, but I already, like I had a three-year goal. It wasn't something like I wanted to be successful overnight. You know, I didn't, I definitely don't have that mind state. Yeah. I didn't think I would even get, I mean, I had a goal of like maybe three homes in one year. Mm. So for me to have a listing in less than six months really just like helped me feel confident in knowing that it will happen for me as long as I work for it. Yeah, And I needed that like reminder you know, because I did, I, I scaled back my other business almost fifty percent, and I was feeling it. Like I was, I was used to living a certain lifestyle that I created for myself. To now having to like take a step back and ask for help for a bill or two. Yeah,
0: no, <laughs> you know, I know it.
1: It, it kind of it takes you back, and um, you know, I. But it, it was good. It was good. So I got my real estate license um, May thirtieth or May thirty-first or something like that. And then I got signed on to a brokerage in Ventura County June, like, 1st. And then that wasn't working for me. It just wasn't, like, the vibe. And I had met um, my mentor, Melissa. Uh, well, actually, she was introduced to me through my aunt. And then I had a Zoom interview with her in August. And I signed on with her September 1st. So I've really only been with them since September. Oh, okay. And we're barely, yeah, November, so...
0: So, um, like what, two months? What, so what, what is her position that she does? So when she brings you on and she connects you with these homes or? Well,
1: so I work for actually Keller Williams in Beverly Hills and within Keller Williams brokerage, there's like these little break off groups, right? So, um, like more successful agents pretty much bring people underneath them because now they're getting a cut from that agent and So more money is going into their pocket because any deal that they make, they have to pay the brokerage, Mm. right? So now when they have people under them, it's building their portfolio, their resume, but they're also making a lot more money that way, too. And for me, at first, I was kind of turned off by the idea of joining a group group. Um, because I was my own business person But I also like was like no if I'm gonna do this like I really need to humble myself like I need to literally like strip myself naked and forget everything that I know about business and Start from the bottom up if I have to just like bring somebody coffee every day for yeah. a year Like I was willing to do that because I wanted to really know that this is where I wanted to be um, so with her yeah, she's basically like the owner And we work under her, but it's not like she doesn't micromanage us. She's not we're not on a schedule um, she kind of gives us like the the Outline of Mm -hmm. how to do things and yes as far as leads go If you're doing the work, you know if you're showing up and you're going to the office Like she'll take you on leads with you So these were just like a list of numbers that she gave and was like call and I just called
0: oh wow Mm -hmm. Awesome, so
1: I think yeah, so like later on down the line the more like I said, it's all about how much work you put in, you know, and she's actually like, um, so she is almost at a billion dollars worth of sales oh, in Beverly Hills. Wow. So she's at 700 million right now. And that's yeah.
0: over how long?
1: Uh, 18 years. Wow. Yeah. But she's been on shows like some of the reality shows. Oh, really? Yeah, she's pretty cool. Was um, it like Selling Sunset or Selling something? Selling Sunset was one of them. And right now she was just on one that um came out on Netflix. It's a uh-huh. new one. Buying Beverly Hills. So she has a nice Rolodex. Of, it literally came out like on what is today?
0: A couple days ago, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. My, I, I have a buddy, uh, Brad Kolbach. Uh-huh. And I think he's on two episodes. Oh, really? Of that show? Yeah. yeah. So
1: yeah, if you ask about her, like in that industry, like people love her, know her, respect her. So she's really she's a she's an amazing amazing agent. So, oh, very cool. Um, but again, I met I didn't know who she was until after I signed on with mm. her. My aunt had just introduced my aunt sold her a car, and she was like, "Oh, my niece is into real estate," and she was like, tired to call me." And our personalities just click so well because she's like this loud, crazy, like Italian lady. And she's just like um, blunt, cusses, everything. (laughs) She's great. She's so fun. But I always felt like I needed to tone down who I was. Mm. Like being in Ventura County, they're a little bit more like buttoned up and tighten up their ties a little bit and um, a little bit older. Mm hmm. So I feel like when you think of Ventura County, like, yes, it's a beach town, but really people come here to like retire and this is where they want to like send their kids. So they're here for a long time and LA is like a constant revolving door. So the energy is different. It's fun. It's exciting. It's, it's young. It's lively. It's Hollywood. It's LA. So that environment being around, um, other people who were just like really excited about business and it's just, it's a two completely different worlds like i love being out there
0: you feel like you could be more of your genuine self
1: for sure like everybody in la has a story nobody gives a fuck about you though yeah (laughs) everybody has a story nobody cares about yours like yours is probably mine's probably like a cakewalk in the park compared to the next person you know but i feel like in that office too like you meet so many people who came here so for me let me backtrack a little bit when I was here and I had told somebody from that brokerage in Ventura County that I was moving to Beverly Hills they're like "Well, are do you even know anybody and I'm like no and they're like well how do you plan on making money and it was just like why is that the first thing everybody cares about is like making money like that's not why I'm in real estate but okay and I just kind of like brushed it off and then I get to LA and you meet people and you're talking about people who come from like europe yeah or spain and they know nobody and they build from nothing and are successful yeah so if i could just be one county over for sure (laughs) like i am not that bad I'm not that yeah. far off, you know, I just feel like LA really is like the land of your dreams Like for you sure. could really establish yourself and reinvent yourself and just meet so many people and really in LA It's just that one person you just need one person to like really kick-start um, like uh, An open a door for you and I feel like Melissa was that for me for mm. sure.
0: Yeah, I feel like a lot of people um, they they talk from their own life experiences mm-hmm and maybe that they're like projecting for sure like i would never do that i've been in this business way longer than you how do you feel comfortable doing doing that
1: and that's really what i've had to learn like a lot of people's negativity really isn't about me i really i'm proud of myself for really like being as insecure as i was and still kind of am um this is new to me like stepping into who i am and, and accepting myself and really owning who i am um but just really understanding that how people treat me isn't about me it's half the time it's about themselves because i i used to be like oh my god this person didn't call me today like what did i do and i would have to like replay everything Mm. like did i say something to offend them did i do something did i like what what did i do because i was so used to like living in this guilty mindset and like i i don't know it just was like i was always like so anxious and like what did i do wrong i wanted to please everybody yeah why? Why aren't they liking me? You know, like, was I too much? Did I, you know? And so, now I just like, I am who I am, and I don't really care anymore. Yeah, you know, and yeah. I and I know it's not about me all the time. Even and I had to learn that with family too. Like, I know for a fact it's not about me. It's about some things that you haven't resolved. So yeah,
0: I that I can definitely agree with that. I I, I definitely look at people now with um. I want I want to say more more depth than i did in the past you know i I try to understand why this person is coming to this conclusion or why they say these sort of things or why they feel Mm -hmm. like this and a lot of the time i understand that it's it's because of of the things that they haven't dealt with the things the life that they've lived Mm -hmm. and all that stuff doesn't really have anything to do with me besides i'm the person that they're taking it out on on at that time Mm -hmm. and a lot of time it would be just like hey bro are you good you know, like sometimes I'll have a negative interaction on, online, like someone say a bad comment, like really bad stuff. and I'll just DM them like, yo, bro, are you good? Like, what's wrong, man? You know, and I've had people be like, message later, like, you know, what? I'm sorry, dude, i just going through something. I'm like, yeah, I know you're yeah, going through we something. Know. We knew you were yeah. going
1: through something. I'm glad you figured it out. Yeah. Yeah. I think everything is about perspective, too. I remember um, I had a family member that I went through something with a couple years ago and she just refused to see things from my perspective and i the analogy i used analogy i used was like we both were like standing on opposite sides of the street and we saw the same car crash but because we're on opposite sides of the streets we have two completely different Mm. stories so the only thing that was there was like yes the accident happened but it happened her way and it happened my way she's not wrong she just saw mm. things from a different side of the street. I'm not wrong. I saw things from my side of the street. Yeah. So for me, I think that situation really helped me see things and people differently since then. Not in like, oh my God, she's stubborn. Oh my God, she just doesn't want to listen to me. Or, you know, why? like, and, mm. and me wanting to force her to see my side. It's like, no, we we're two different people. We come from two different, we come from the same background, but just don't have the same, you know, personalities and we didn't go through the same steps to like heal that I can't expect everybody to see things my way. So if you perceive me differently than I meant, then I do apologize. But that's not my problem anymore. Yeah. So like, you know, once once I let go of anything, I kind of, you know, I try to be gentle with things, but at the same time, like, I know I don't have bad intentions. I know I don't come from, you know, a place of ill will. I try to be as positive as I possibly can, but I'm also human. Um, I'm still a woman. I'm still a mom. I still have bad days, but I don't mean to hurt people. But if like I do, then. Yeah. But I can't change how you perceive certain situations. For
0: sure. I, I, li- I like what you said when you said that your intentions aren't mm-hmm. that, you know, like if it, it, my intentions are always pure. Mm-hmm. So if something negative happens, I just got to deal with it i don't mm-hmm. have to it's it, it's happening to me not because, because of me of you, yeah. because there's in the past there's been reasons where it happened because of me mm-hmm. and, it, and i yeah, know that sure. at that oh, yeah. time because it comes <laughs> it's like, like
1: i did it <laughs> you know
0: this is why in your head <laughs> yeah. like well this has happening because yeah. you did
1: that yeah, yeah
0: you know and
1: uh i'm so guilty so guilty of being The hurt person who wants to hurt people like I'm so guilty I take full accountability responsibility like I've been a horrible shitty person but I also like had to let go of like that's not necessarily who I am that's just all I knew yeah I can't change what happened to me to make me have that mentality to want to hurt people But now I can just own it and move on from it. I I can't, I don't own it and like sit in it anymore. Like sad because I want to just, because that's what made me a people pleaser. Like I wanted to make up for everything that I did negatively Mm. that um, I just wanted everybody to just like love me and like me after that. And I wanted to prove like, no, that's not who I am. But I guess once I started to realize like I don't need to prove that, like you just need to live who you are, like who you really are. meant to be yeah and go back to who you were pre like i think that was one of the weirdest things that my um therapist told me was like yeah you have to go back to who you were prior to that hurt and like start from there
0: start from there
1: yeah and that was really hard because i'm like damn i was 12 i don't know (laughs) yeah like but i remember being like you know fun and i remember being shy and i remember like you know being wanting to like be lovable and stuff but i Yeah, so having to go back to that um, pre-trauma was really hard.
0: Yeah, all of this stuff is really Mm -hmm. hard. Um, Evolving and changing your entire life, changing your circle, changing the way that Mm -hmm. you think, your profession, all of this stuff is really hard, but it's worth it at the end of the day. Um, I was talking to Nick earlier, and I was saying our bloodlines got us to where we're at mm-hmm. today. There's nobody that's in front of me. I am the front of my bloodline. Mm-hmm. So, however I decide to that my life is going to end up, that's where the bloodline's going to go. Mm-hmm. So either I can continue with the toxic traits that I grew up in and let my kids deal with it and then go from there, or I could be the one to make the change. Yeah. And my my family is never going to know the, the things that they're never going to experience the things that I have experienced and they're going to be in a better, better off place to go into the world than I was. Yeah. It's going to be hard no matter what, but at least it's, it's not going to be hard. Like not knowing if you're, you're loved or not, Yeah, you know?
1: See, and for me, and I guess we'll touch a little bit on some trauma. So I was raped at 13 by a family member. Um, My, not a blood family member, like a husband. And I think for me, the biggest thing when I had my daughter was like I needed to snap out of whatever I was going through so that I could be one hundred percent fully aware and make my daughter aware of who she's constantly around. you know, like I never want my daughter to feel like because I, I I know I'm not gonna always be able to control every situation that my daughter is in. You know, she's gonna eventually grow up to be her own person too, and she's gonna be put in situations that, either she was influenced to be put in or that she just chose to be in but I would never like I want her to know that no matter what it is like I am 100% like I am ride or die for you you know whether you put yourself in that situation and it happened to you like you need to know that I support you 1000% I didn't have that you know when I finally did say something it was kind of like that didn't happen That's so common. It's so common, right? That that to me that was like, so it was kind of like, well, if I told people it happened, and the people that are supposed to like protect me didn't, then whatever I do outside of this is like, I was basically just playing Russian roulette with my life after that. You know, it just it it hurt me to a deeper level. At a as a child, you don't really understand it, and then you just start putting yourself. It just is like, okay, that's supposed to happen, then you know, like well, they, you know, I think I got a couple like, well, it happened to me and grandma didn't do anything or, oh, it happened to me and such and such. So for me, it's really, really, really important to just live every day with like, I know I'm not going to be able to be there for my children all the time, but just instilling in them that no matter what happens, like I'm here for you. There's yeah. nothing you're going to be able to go through where I won't accept you, support you, love you and like get you through it
0: be that person that nobody was yeah for and
1: for me that's where a generational curse like stops you know for sure like for me that's where my bloodline like I want to be that for my kids I don't want them to be perfect I just want them to be happy and know that every decision they make like I'm gonna be there 1000%
0: that's man that's life changing mm-hmm. right there just to be able to to understand that and, and to, to give that to your daughter mm-hmm. like what if she didn't have that? Oh, you know? yeah,
1: that's those are the thoughts that came through my mind. Like when I found out I was having a girl, it was like it was really sad for me, to be honest with you. Like I had to like I had to mourn my child self
2: mm.
1: knowing that I was having a daughter. I had to finally let go of my teenage self, like mm. that little girl, yeah. because I was holding on to her and I was like, being overprotective of her and i was aggressive with people and i was but she was there so that's where the drinking came in right like i had to hide her yeah (laughs) i couldn't let her come out i couldn't really talk about her because if i talk about her nobody's gonna care right the people that i thought were supposed to care didn't care so yeah uh, finding out i was pregnant with my daughter i literally had to mourn the teenager that i was holding on to and trying to like protect and And Make feel loved. Yeah, so it was like a piece of me. I let go but I mean, it's still kind of Sad I guess you could say you never get those years back You never get them back but at the same time like I had that was my second chance like that was my my um, Clean slate for way to make a
0: difference. Mm -hmm.
1: Oh, yeah, It, it definitely was like just to make her proud like damn we have a family we have a daughter and it you're gonna change your life through her you know like i you're gonna have a purpose yeah everything that i went that my teenage self went through has a purpose and this is it and she's
0: not gonna have well she's she's gonna have more more tools than you oh yeah had
1: oh yeah at
0: that time for sure which is uh you have to look at the positive in any negative Mm -hmm. situation and you have to see what what you can squeeze out of that and if that's the situation that that made things change you're gonna see it in in your life you're gonna see your children grow and you're gonna see how they're gonna raise their children and, and, and it's so on be so it's gonna be beautiful that
1: like my daughter is not gonna have to like heal from those things I think that's like and my son too I, I know I always say like my daughter but my son again he has as much as people don't like those gender roles are there like mm-hmm. they're they're real and For I sure. feel like with my son I do. Like, want him to know that it's important to, like, be vulnerable as a man and and to love, you know. I, I'm always constantly, like, loving on him. But for my daughter, I think I really, it's just so important for me to make sure that she is just a strong, independent, loving woman. Because I didn't have that. Yeah. Like, I didn't you know and i and i don't say that to like ever make my mom feel bad i i hate that too because in the same sentence of me saying i didn't have that like she was a good mom but to the best of her abilities for sure you know she did what was best for me like in her capacity and i thank her for that but i still needed more yeah um
2: just
0: yeah yeah, that and that's that's the way that I found is the best way to look at it because mm-hmm. I could hold a lot of anger and resentment towards, um, you know, some family members. Mm-hmm. But then I look at it, like, for instance, my, my dad, like, I look at his family and how he grew up. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, I'm lucky that we got what, what we got. got for for sure. sure. You know, and it's like, fuck, they, it, things could have been way worse. But they did the best that they, they could. They knew. And... You know, I I now growing up in this time and I don't know, it's just like all the stars aligning, just me Mm -hmm. just thinking about life differently and and understanding things differently and not getting sucked into some sort of like society that I'm supposed to live this way. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe that came from me being by myself. So Mm -hmm. me not having a society to to dictate what I do, like I do what I want to do because I feel like this is, the right way to maneuver. Like mm-hmm. I wouldn't have had that if I had a lot of friends. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't have had this sort of uh, hustle and grind if we were more stable with finances. Yeah, you know, who knows? You know, it, it was it was just the perfect the perfect scenario, and then me having that sort of drive and put it all together and and being able to make this life.
2: Out yeah,
1: of it. I agree, and I think that's where like I kind of get excited about. My future is like me and brandon grind differently because we have to we weren't provided opportunities like we have to be successful there's no there's no there's no other choice like we have to and my kids i feel like are going to be hard workers because that's all they saw yeah so it's two completely different perspectives like my kids will never grow up in the Southside Oxnard (laughs) yeah I hope not I hope we never (laughs) you know I hope we never go down that bad that we go back to the South Oxnard but I mean nothing wrong with it it's it's culture for me I look at it now like you know South Oxnard was a lot of culture it it made us who we are It, it toughened us up um I appreciate it but I never want my kids to have to work so hard because they feel like they have no choice for sure you know like i want to be able to provide them opportunities i think we'll put her put them in a better position you know like i wish i grew up in la or went to these private schools and my family paid for my tuition like we didn't we don't come from that type of a life but i hope for my kids that us being successful we're able to provide them opportunities that will get them in better positions to be around more kids who want to be better and who want to have businesses or want to go to like want to achieve a lot more and I feel like growing up in Oxnard sometimes you don't always see that so you don't really achieve or want to achieve more because that's not around you it's just something you might see on tv or Mm -hmm. you hear about somebody going to college and making it so it's not an everyday thing and I hope to be able to provide my kids opportunities that they see everyday hard working people
0: yeah for sure and even though they're 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 getting these privileges that that you or i didn't get life is still going to be hard on them so So i I see a lot of people that you know they're they're successful they're like no my kids have to do this or have to do that i'm like bro life is going to be hard on them no matter what like you you should you should give them the best off into the world that you can. can you don't have to teach you don't have to like leave your kid crying or that's how they did me like maybe they didn't do <laughs> you dramatic. right bro like what the fuck <laughs> i met your mom she's crazy and you're taking advice from her
1: <laughs> yeah no i feel like i'm i'm a good i'm a good balance of crazy and and <laughs> like a lover for my kids but yeah no i i never want my kids to have to heal from me i think that's like my number one thing
2: yeah for sure i never
1: want them to have to heal from anything that i did or didn't do and i'm not gonna always be right and they're probably gonna go through a time in their life where they don't like me which is expected i'm their mom i'm not their friend but um, it's just important. I think Brandon and I both just—it's important for us to make sure that the kids know that we're always there.
0: And it's those conversations mm-hmm. that you have. Um, a lot of the time when, like, we will we'll butt heads with my son or something, instead of me telling him because you don't do that because I said, I say you don't do that because of this and oh, this yeah. and these are the results. Mm-hmm. So I need you to understand <laughs> all of this. And recently, we've been having a lot. Better conversations when there is a sort of conflict. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo, he's already 15, dude. He's a young man. I need to start talking to him like a young man and mm-hmm. I need to let him know not that. Not a child. Of course. The reason that I teach you these things is because one day I'm not going to be around yeah. and you're going to have to know how to maneuver in this situation. Yeah. Just be, just, if it's as simple as a way that you react to to something or don't react like it comes off as rude or mm-hmm. what have you You need to know these social cues so when you hang out with people you don't do these, you don't things. Do these things and then they're gonna be like oh he's a weirdo or something yeah. you're not even gonna know what's going on so yeah so it's, it's to, to to prepare them for life but besides being like i said it because i'm the boss mm-hmm. and i'm the parent yeah that's, that's how i was taught and i didn't learn that much from that no. besides being afraid so i'm then, afraid of getting in trouble and
1: then it's crazy because they teach you that like i'm the parent like we ha- you have to do things my way and then at 18 you're fucking you're an adult now
0: figure yeah it. go figure it I out have,
2: how hell?
1: you just you just
0: i don't know how to do just anything. my entire
1: life for 18 years and now I'm gonna fuck up because you didn't teach me anything yeah. And yeah, no it's, it's crazy how you just have to kind of like Steer everything in your own direction and and that's what's great about being a parent So like back to what you said how everybody makes parenthood sound like it's just like this horrible thing No, yeah. it's actually could be a really beautiful thing if you just do it the right way And that is usually going to come from like which direction did you Wish you had for yourself or what direction do you want to take it like you literally have control whether you want to be an entrepreneur or not, you still have an opportunity to like create a family. You know, if you want your nine to five, so you have your weekends with your kids, great. Like yeah, you sure. want your 401k, you want, you know, your stable money, good. That's so good. And now another way of being able to create your own lane is how you choose to raise your family. So, yeah, and like then, I think adulthood is just, it's, it's fun.
0: It is. It really it's is. fun. And I think people, they don't look at it as that way Mm-mm. because they're just not they're not maneuvering in the in the way that it would be or they fun. just
1: think of all the like negatives like the bills aspect of it we, yeah. that's not going anywhere like, yeah. we can't no matter what on. you're no going you bills. do like whether you're living i mean you just got to make the best of your situations but adulthood is actually it, it's fun like i didn't know i was going to be able to say that like looking back but yeah i'm having the time of my life right Hell now <laughs> yeah.
0: so how how do you do the um especially being a mother the 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 mom and entrepreneur balance like what, what what is something that because i'm sure that we could point out a thousand things that are hard what are some things that make that journey easier
1: you know what believe it or not even through everything that i've been through in my life like motherhood really just came naturally to me mm. that's where i know like I was always just meant to be a mom. Yeah. I didn't see it for myself. I didn't think it would happen, but I it just came easily. So for me, like without a doubt, being a mom is just I don't even have to think about it. Yeah. So I I wake up and that's just who I am. I I put my role as a mom first and foremost, but I also find I guess for me, it's not really finding a balance between work and being a mom because I don't see being a mom as like something I have to do. It, it, ju- it just, it just, it just is. is. So whether, I mean, if I have to plan out my day, it's kids first, work second. If I have to take the kids with me to work, then I have to take the kids with me to work. And I think that's another thing about entrepreneurship that allows me to do that. Yeah. Um, prioritizing things as long as it's not on a day that my kids have anything going on you know then I'm good but if my kids have something going on then unfortunately I may have to burn a bridge in business Mm. because my kids will come first Uh, but I feel like I've it just comes so easy to me and naturally that I my kids are literally attached to me at the hip like everywhere I go they go (laughs) I yeah if I could take them with me to a club, I probably would because <laughs> I'll probably have more fun with them than I would anybody else. My kids are just, they're, they're 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 in my life and I feel like they're the real MVPs because they have adapted and they adjust and they bounce back and they get up with me at six o'clock in the morning on the weekends to be to work with me at seven or mm-hmm. like they take those long drives with me like nothing. They don't complain. They don't ask for anything. Like for me, just they Make it easy to be honest.
0: Like, yeah,
1: it's not. I think the only time it was ever really hard was when we were going through all that stuff with Devin, as far as like his heart stuff goes. And you know, we just actually had our last um, MRI um, that we finally got good news from, so we don't have mm. to go for another two years. So nice, I think it just when it just becomes an everyday thing, it, it's really just easy. I don't, I don't ever really feel like I have to balance it because it being a mom is gonna always take precedent over anything yeah it's a little rough when i have late nights but because i miss them and i want to be with them but i know that they're not like i'm not not giving them something you know like i know that they're not losing they're at home with their dad like he's there i think i taught him how to be a pretty good parent yeah (laughs) i think he he i led by example you know yeah so i know my kids are good like they're solid so they 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 really are the real resilient mvps of the whole dynamic
0: i love it Mm -hmm. man i love this whole combo this is so beautiful you know um congratulations to you you and your new journey you I'm know. excited about it. It's exciting just just the the point of even being an entrepreneur. It's so hard to break out of that rat race mm-hmm. of society. You know, you have so much so much different things pulling you back. Yeah. And and it's hard just to, to bet on yourself and that's why i say like you know it's a it's a war within yourself and Mm -hmm. you have to you have to break away from that person who's comfortable and who just knows that life that they live and if you want to be something different you have to break away and and all of that takes so much courage that that people might not even realize Mm -hmm. you know so i i definitely i i congratulate you on that especially for being a mother and, and a wife and and the, the, the example that you guys are setting for your children mm-hmm. is amazing, you know, and um, I wish you nothing but success. No,
1: no thank you so much. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, that. for sure. So say somebody wanted to reach out to you to... to uh sell their home or I, i'm not sure how how that <laughs> yeah. how any of this would so, even go
1: yeah no i'm on instagram um crystal.harris.realtor and okay. i actually also have an app so oh sick. it's pretty cool it's like a zillow mm-hmm. it's called the melissa z um group app and basically you go into your apple store your google store and you download it and basically you just you could search for a house you can email me my you would choose me as your agent okay and then anything that you saw you liked you would it would come directly to me so it doesn't go to like any lenders any brokers there's no third party like people selling your information gotcha and you could see we could schedule um like house showing everything's in the app so it's actually pretty cool very cool yeah, awesome shit. so hell yes yeah.
0: so we'll have this uh we'll have it listed below um but i look forward to seeing that champagne popping yeah from that first that first it, sale it's gonna pop yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah for sure awesome crystal thank you so much no, for your time you. i appreciate it and uh thank you guys for listening once again this is a uh, downtime with downstar and uh we're out here peace bye